Welcome back, brave listeners! Back to Meltdown Comics, the temporary home of Tales of the Extraordinary! If you tuned in for the opening chapter of The Islands and still came back for more, you are indeed easily amused. And we thank you for that! Detective Leroy Brown is still on the hunt for Thomas Becknell after an uncomfortable run-in with a local clan meeting. It turns out the boy was actually a member of the cult of Buru, currently being led by one Randolph Moon, who sees it as a stepping stone for his own political and fashion industry ambitions. But what of famed explorer Little Dicky Broughton? He has found himself on another island entirely, Hong Kong. After being ransomed by pirates, Little Dicky was unexpectedly reinstated into the British Armed Forces by his rescuers. Now he must endure the grueling practices of forced socialization, imbibing of spirits and strange small talk at an officer's party in the city of Victoria. As I grappled with the madman, I was able to gain leverage and throw him into that ancient pit of flame. I believe I said something rather smart, like, See you next fall, old boy, or something to that effect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mr. Broughton, how witty! And how unbelievable. The Rasputin? I? Well, if he's as tough to kill as you say, then I'd better keep a lookout for him on the Yangtze. More's the pity if you do, Captain Washington. For his incessant droning on about himself can be more lethal than his treachery. Now, Captain Broughton, you said you also came to us by way of nodding. And barely made it through that skirmish with me chops intact. The poor boat captain was not so lucky, having lost his arm in the crossfire. Yes, what a horrible tale that was. I wonder, did you happen to dally there much before continuing on to Shanghai? I'm afraid not. Captain Thunder's condition forced us to seek medical attention with Big Ear Do. As I mentioned. Why do you ask, young Mary? Oh, I've just been so worried about our friends, John and Pearl Buck. They were professors at Nodging University, and when I heard about the violence against Westerners, I... Well... Fear the worst, young Miss Haleybell? Yes, yes. Then it is my pleasure to let you know they are safe and away from the madness up north. Oh, truly, Captain Washington? You have my word, miss. I remember another American ship, a gunboat taking them on board when we were up there for support. They spent a day or two terrified and in hiding in a Chinese family hut. Oh, heavens! I reckon they'd be halfway to Japan by now. But don't fret, miss. I heard Miss Buck railing on and on about returning to China, come hell or high water. Pearl was always a very spirited woman. That she was. Oh, father! I will miss her brilliant elocutions and most of all, her fascinating insight into the psyche of the Chinaman. I only wish I could write half as well as she someday. I say, you have quite a renaissance woman for a daughter, Colonel. Theatre, tennis, and now literature? We strive daily to battle the oppression of the most dreaded of societal ills. Mediocrity, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Well put. And on that subject, might I have a private word with you, Captain Broughton? As you wish. If you'll pardon my leave, young Mary. Captain Washington? It's been a pleasure, Dickie. If I don't catch you before I ship out in the morning, let's meet up when I return next week. I look forward to more of your tales. And I yours. Send word on to the dollar ship, President Grant, and I'll receive it. Good day to you as well, Lieutenant Colonel. Lieutenant Colonel, Captain... All right, all right, Lieutenant Colonel. That was a bit curt, don't you think? Was it? 
My apologies, Captain. Something about the Americans just rubs me the wrong way. I know what you mean. Sort of like a ginger stepchild who just can't be rid of. And you just can't seem to beat with a stick, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Now what sort of business have you, Lieutenant Colonel, that couldn't be discussed in front of the stepchildren? Something of a rather sensitive nature, I'm afraid. Go on. As I mentioned before, we have stepped up our anti-piracy agenda here on the South Seas in order to protect British shipping in the area. Mm, yes. The efforts of the Chinese naval forces has been uh, less than adequate, shall we say. So it is that we have taken it upon ourselves to have our boys provide guards on the ships. As you know, the pirate's modus operandi includes boarding disguised as civilians. My own kidnapping was of a different method, but Lily's told me stories, yes. What is your point, Francis? (sighs) It seems that our efforts at instilling law and order have been met with some resistance in the public arena. Whatever for? I gave up long ago trying to understand the thought processes of the civilian mind, Captain. The Canadians have been especially whingy about it. (laughs) There's a shock. The Hong Kong Chamber of Commerce at least sees the benefits of our efforts. Business and the military have always been on the same page, I say. Again, though, what does this have to do with me, Francis? It pains me to ask something of you, Captain. I am in your debt, after all. Yes, I thought the same thing, which is why I went to you. You see, Dickie, old boy, I told you all this so that you would understand the need for discretion in what I'm about to ask. Ooh, intrigue, eh? Perhaps. There is a piracy cell here in Hong Kong that we have had our eye on. Your new lady friend, Lai Choi-san, oh, ha, ha. is in Portuguese territory over there in Macau, and thus out of our jurisdiction for the time being. Considering the Portuguese are on the island like a floating casino, that's no surprise. But the local gang here on the island is no less threat. They call themselves the Black Hawks, and are under the command of a mysterious Chinaman our boys and intelligence have nicknamed the Dragon of the Black Pool. Evocative and wordy. Simply put, Captain Broughton, I want you and a cadre of boys from the 1st Battalion Queens to storm their headquarters and eliminate them as a menace to the South China Seas. Me? Really? Do you not think yourself up to it? No, no, of course I do. Don't be silly. Remind me to tell you of my recapture of the Amazonian city of Fordlandia when I get back. So then you'll do it. (laughs) I knew I could count on you, Captain. You said it yourself, Francis. I owe you. If I'm lucky, I'll never see the Mountain of Wealth again because of you. Capital! I'll pick the men and go over the details of the mission with you. And remember, this is to be absolutely hush-hush. If we'd got out of our direct involvement in such matters, I fear the controversy with the Canadians would seem like tea with the Queen. Say no more. If you want subtlety and subterfuge, then little Dickie Broughton is your man. God save the King. God save the King! How intriguing! But, as Little Dicky prepares to dive deep into the Chinese underworld, another do-gooder on another island, an island we call Road, is getting up close and personal with a very American model of criminal underground. Let us join Detective Leroy Brown now, as he engages in a spirited conversation in the back room of a downtown Providence dining establishment. Calm down, Brown. Hey! That was, uh, alliterative, boss. Shut up, bollocks. If it was alliterative, it would have started with the same letter, you big palooka. And I will not settle down. Frankie Tony made it very clear that you and your operation here were on the up-and-up regarding the Becknell kid. What can I say, Brown? We must have made a mistake. 
I'll say. You made a mistake by using me to settle a personal score with those hooded choir boys. The clan has been a menace to society at large, not just to me and mine. Isn't that right, man? Exactly, Daddy. They have been a scourge all over New England these past few years. Mr. Brown, I'm sorry if Danny and his boys have misled you, but I believe it was with the best intentions. That may be so, Mr. Mayor, but... Please, call me Jimmy. I'm sorry, Jimmy, but is it wise for you to be seen in public with known bootleggers? Ah, I prefer to think of them as legitimate businessmen. Thank you, Jimmy. No, thank you. Without his support and persuasive campaigning, I may have never won the office. Got that right. I even ran on a very anti-corruption platform, you know. <laughs> Ironic, don't you think? But it didn't take him long to realize he wasn't going to get any of his fancy city infrastructure improvements without me. I'm the go-to guy for construction projects in Providence. Right! That's real swell, but frankly, I don't care. I only came here to let you know I will no longer be needing your assistance, Walsh. Or your dog, Bollocks. Ah, that stings, Brown. It really does. Good day, gentlemen. Mr. Mayor. You need anything, Detective. Come by City Hall and we'll work something out. We can't have the good name of Providence being associated with kidnappings and cults. Too late for that, Jimmy. He'll be back. You're in a strange land with no contacts, Brown. This ain't New York. Without us, how are you even going to know where you're going? Oh, I'll be A-OK, Walsh. I have the power of the press. And now it's time for the power of the sponsors to press their product into your minds. Well, I'm real sorry about that there, Bessie, but I'm doing the best I can. I don't know what else to do. If we can't get any milk out of here, we're going to lose a farm. Faith and Begara, looks like you're having some trouble with your cow nipples. I'm trying, I'm trying, but these nipples are getting chafe and raw. Well, I happen to be a cow leprechaun. And I have in here in me hot gold that to carry around with me because I'm a leprechaun. Otter butter cream. That's amazing. Can, can I try some? Of course. But wait, try it yourself first. Well, this really does kind of take away the chafing. Let me try it on Messy. Messy. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, here it comes. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's a gusher. Bring another bucket. <laughs> Never take utter butter cream from a leprechaun. <laughs> Curse you, butter leprechaun! Try Ethel's utter butter cream. The only utter butter cream you can use on bears' nipples. Because sometimes licking really just isn't enough. Well, wasn't that special? Now, back to the action, as Captain Broughton rounds up his elite troops in Hong Kong. The mission we have been tasked with is full of peril. We are to infiltrate the Wing Kong Exchange, a known front for the Dragon of the Black Pool and his criminal organization. I will take the lead, of course. Richmond, Myers, and Taylor, you'll come with me. If we wait until nightfall, we should be able to sneak onto the grounds unnoticed. Um, Captain, sir. Yes, Richmond. I'm not sure I'm the best qualified for that activity, if I may be so bold, sir. I'm sorry? I'm just a filer, sir. Why, that's perfect. We may encounter some barred windows that we could use filing, or perhaps... No, no, sir. Uh, begging your pardon, sir. I mean, I file papers behind a desk, sir. You what? And I'm just the company bugler, sir. As in you play the instrument, the bugle? Aye, sir. Unless there's another meaning of bugle I wasn't aware of. Sir, don't be cheeky, Louis Armstrong. Sorry. No offence, man. Look, is anyone here a seasoned soldier? 
Oh, thank heavens. Your name, son? Uh, Mars, so I'm the assistant chef. You're the... I said seasoned, not seasoned. As inexperienced in the field? Ah, oh, my couple, sir. I wasn't really listening anyway, to be honest. What are you all doing here? Oh, I can answer that, sir. The Queen's Royal Regiment is originally from Dover, sir. When the violence against concessions broke out in Shanghai, we were shipped halfway around the world. They wouldn't even tell us where we were going till we hit Singapore. And by the time you got to Hong Kong, the fighting had abated, yes? Yes, sir. I heard all that before. But what have you been doing since then? Oh, Victoria is full of all sorts of activities, Captain, sir. Sailing, ponting, fishing. Oh, and don't forget the funicular to the top of the peak. And Lieutenant Colonel Haley Bell allows such frivolity? Oh, aye, sir. He often arranges visits for all ranks to the other islands and has personal launch, usually for picnics. Myers here makes a fantastic Yorkshire pudding. Really tasty. Oh, stop. You'll make me blush before the captain you will. I can vouch for... Enough, sir! The Lieutenant Colonel and I will have a talk when we get back from the mission. If we get back from the mission. Oh, if, sir? Right. New plan. I'll talk my way into the exchange while you lot wait outside for my signal. When I have discovered the whereabouts of the Dragon of the Black Pool, you'll spring the trap and pretend you are competent members of His Majesty's Navy. But, sir, how will we get in without force? Simple. I'll just tell them the truth. That I'm little Dicky Broughton, world-renowned explorer extraordinaire. Watch and learn, gentlemen. Watch and learn. Detective Brown loiters outside the offices of the Providence Journal newspaper in the hopes of bumping into... Lucius Oddfellow of the Connecticut Oddfellows at your service, sir. I remember your name, kid. I came looking for you, specifically. Oh, really? What for? Oh, is your friend going to break me now? No, uh... Oh, that's a relief, because it took a fine bit of convincing to talk the journal into reimbursing me for car repairs, I'll tell you what. I'm sorry about that, Oh, don't worry, Detective Leroy Brown of New York City... I hold no ill will towards you. Harvey Bullocks is a notorious thug and all-round pit bull of a man. It is he who squarely holds the blame, I'm sure. Wow. Sorry? Is there something I said that was in some way perhaps? No, just stop talking. I never thought I'd meet someone who talks in long, flowery prose. And, and... feel a kindred spirit has finally found its way to your own? No, I was going to say I never realized just how grating it really is. Now I understand why so many people want to punch me in the face. Oh, okay. Now, if you can resist the pernicious temptation that is no doubt welling up inside you like a sheep's bladder at a Robbie Burns supper for at least a minute, I want to ask you for some help. Absolutely, Detective. What do you know about Thomas Becknell? Just what I assume you also know. Humor me, kid. Well, he is the son of media magnate Patrick Becknell, who, full disclosure, also has a stake in the Providence Journal. This isn't a trial, son. Right. He was enrolled at Providence College, a very religious university. Did you know it's the only university in America run by Dominican friars? It even has the blessing of Pope Benedict. Remember him? Not important. Moving on, then. He was last seen... Oh, hold on. Let me flip through my notes. Ah, Yes. He was on campus at a social gathering which, quote, did not in any way involve alcohol, end quote. That was a quote by one of the students. They were very insistent on that point for some reason. Did he say anything to anyone at that gathering? Mm, No, nothing. Ah, wait. He told one student, a friend of his, that he wasn't sure if he would be coming back next semester. That seemed odd. Ah, his father didn't know that. Sounds like he had something else planned. Like, perhaps he willingly went off somewhere. Oh, so you think the cult rumor is true, then? Yeah, maybe. 
I figured it was just a lie cooked up by Walsh, but what if it was only half a lie? Hmm. Oddfellow. Yes? Ruling out the clan, what other types of clandestine cliques and cloaks and cover of night have been sighted in Rhode Island? My, that was alliterative. Yeah, it was, huh? So... Oh, um, well, let me think. Well, there's almost 400 cults in California alone. Really? Oh, yes, it's a, it's a thing with movie stars. All the rage. Well, out here, there's the Baha'i. I know it. It's not a cult. Some would say... Scratching that off, there's the Buru Cult, the Self-Realization Fellowship, the Vedanta, the Way... All right, all right. Let's go about this the smart way. Which is? Alphabetically. What's the first one after Baha'i? Buru? Yeah. That. Any idea where we can find their meeting place? Oh, that's easy. Most of them are Italian, and they seem to have an aversion to anything but their ceremonial robes, even in public. How the hell did no one notice them walking around a college campus then? hold on. Oh... Sorry, sorry. They've been known to recruit Anglos as well. A local author named Howard Phillips that Lovecraft... That sounds promising. Well, there have been some eyewitness accounts of large gathering of them around Charles in the north part of the city. We can reach it by the streetcar if you want, since my own automobile is still in the shop. No need, fella. I have some wheels right here. Hop in. Just don't ask where I got them, okay? My lips are sealed, Mr. P.I. Let's commence sleuthing. It's a pity the detective and his new sidekick were unaware of the activity going on right across the street from them at a local theater, where P.J. Dunlap, erstwhile Los Angeles policewoman and newly appointed member of the cult of Buru, is engaged in a most convoluted negotiation. No, we need the theater for just that night. It's a one-time performance, more like a rally, really. Well, it's expensive to keep the place open, ma'am. We have to pay staff, electricity... Your brochure here says you hold a weekly writing class every Monday. If the class is a problem, don't worry. We'll just move them into the upstairs office for the night. If you're going to be open and you still have your usual income from the class, then this is just extra money. Why the obscene rental fee? It's not obscene, ma'am. It's just a $100 non-refundable deposit. Oh, so it's a deposit. Meaning we get it back? Of course! So it is refundable. In every sense. Except that it's called a non-refundable deposit. Are you getting cheeky with me, doll? No, I'm just trying to figure out your math. (sighs) It's easy. We will get guaranteed $100. Anything you make after that is split 50-50. Yeah, I heard you. And if your event does not make more than $100, then we keep the $100 and you keep all the door tickets sold under $100. Very simple. You may get $99 back and you broke even by a bucks and still put on a show for your peers to view at an exciting venue in downtown Providence. Did you just say a bucks? Here's a win formula. You pay $100 non-refundable deposit. Which is refundable? And you sell $300 worth of tickets. Win! We make $150, you make $150, you're up $50. Wait, that doesn't make an ounce of sense. Now, here's a lose formula. You pay the $100 non-refundable deposit. Could you please stop calling it that? But your event makes $46. We keep the 100 but you are only out $44. So it's not refundable then? Excuse me? You keep it if we don't make $100. Right. But if we make over $100, we get it back? You get it back as in you've earned it back. But we keep the initial 100 Hold on, what? What? So in the win scenario, if we make $300, the first 100 is absorbed, and you take 50-50 of the remaining 200 Yeah! So in total, you've made 200 for the night, and we've made $100 profit. Right. Which is not at all what you just said. 
Hey, you don't have to hold your play or whatever. It's a rally. Whatever the hell it is. You don't have to have it here, okay? (laughs) We're big time. In Providence? Yeah, that's right. Take it or leave it. I think I'll just try somewhere else. Thanks. Uh, How much you got on you? Right now? $50. Why? We'll take that and call it paid. Anything you make from the event is 50-50 and that's it. What do you say? I say you're horrible at math and at the English language, and your morals and business sense are questionable at best. But we'll take it. Here's your money. Great. Oh, and uh, you'll have to bring your own paper towels. Uh, The last guy who put on a show here used up the entire supply in one night. Sixty dollars worth. Sixty dollars? Of paper towels? What, did a water main explode? I don't know, he just... Are they made of unicorn hair or hand-rolled by Bombay orphans or something? Just, never mind. Forget I brought it up. Will you please just go? Gladly. You're lucky I'm outside of my jurisdiction, buddy. Hey, Hey, wait. What is this rally of yours for, anyway? Oh, didn't I say? It's for Randolph Moon. The actor. What? Why didn't you say so? Now I gotta advertise. That's your problem. We'll see you next Monday at 7 p.m. And we'll see you next Monday at 7 p.m. for the next... Oh, hey, hold up there, narrator guy. What is it, Mr. Writer Guy? Can't end the episode here. We can't? It sure seems like a perfect segue. Yeah, yeah, I know, but... The whole episode has been really talky, like no action. No sound effects for the audience, you know? I mean, you could see the disappointment in their eyes. So what is it that you suggest? I don't know, let's, let's check in with little Dickie in Hong Kong and see how his secret mission's going. Hey, that's my job. You stick to your writing thing and I'll stick to my narrating thing. Right, sorry. Carry on. Ahem. <clears throat> But what of little Dicky in Hong Kong and his secret mission? Let's check in with him as he tours the Wing Kong Exchange in the company of its owner, Ji Zhang. I say, Mr. Ji, this is quite an impressive operation you have here. I thank you, Mr. Broughton. We have been in the import and export business for many generations, and I can assure you the safety of any priceless artifacts you send through our facilities. Come, let me show you something on the lower levels. All right. Step into the elevator, please. Thank you, my good man. If you were to choose the Wing Kong Exchange for your exhibit, we would, of course, be honored. Well, I must admit your prices are beyond competitive. I would have sworn those numbers were typos. Were they not written by hand? Oh, we do everything by hand here, as you will see. And when did you say you were planning to hold your exhibit? Hmm? Oh, sometime next month, perhaps. And at what museum? I'm uh, still negotiating with a few locations, but that's not important. What I really want to know is, would you perhaps be able to help me bring certain, shall we say, sensitive materials into the country? I'm not sure I understand you, sir. Let's just say that some of my artifacts are not entirely legal by some perspectives. Ah, is that so? Well, I'm not sure we can help. Don't play dumb with me, old man. I want to meet your real boss, the Dragon of the Black Pool. Is that so? And what makes you think such a figure is involved in our respectable company? Just the word around town. I see. And by town, do you mean the occupying British forces and the black-hearted masters? I'm sorry? The same masters who sent you here to take me out of picture like a common street rat? You! You're the Dragon of the Black Pool? Yes, Mr. Broughton. But before you call on your soldiers outside the building to attack, you should see what I have to show you. 
I don't know what you... My men! Yes. You've killed them? Nothing so barbaric. We merely subdued them. How? As I said, Mr. Broughton, we do everything by hand here, including take prisoners. Well, you're not taking this old dog without a fight. Yeah. Oh, still, damn you! Oh. Are you quite done, Mr. Broughton? <sighs> Never. Yeah. Will you please hold still? Oh. Enjoy your rest, English pig. Men, take him to the hell of hanging upside down. Uh, wh- what will you do with us? When my partner arrives, we will discuss how to show you the error of your ways. Or else, you will die. Your partner? Oh, yes. I believe you are acquainted with her skills. Miss La Choison, the mountain of wealth. Ah, I choose death, please. And we'll choose Jeff, too, next Monday at 7 p.m. Hmm, not as good of a segue, is it? No matter! If there is a choice to make, then let it be to return to Meltdown Comics in Hollywood in one week for the next installment of The Islands. Will there be more action? Will there be more mathematics? One thing's for sure, there will be more tales of the extraordinary! Extraordinary!